For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 50! Woo! It's a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a big one. It is a very big one. So big that we couldn't watch the chamber for it. We were like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> no way, man. Yeah. Because what, Brom, you, I think you brought it up. 50 is what, the gold anniversary? <laughs> Guess not. All right. <laughs> is Brom, is he, did he leave? I don't even know. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> yeah. He's yep. playing mirror. Make, pretend we never, may never know. Playing mirror. This is a big one, man. I mean, I can't believe we've. We're 50 deep right now. I mean, it's, it is literally unbelievable. Are we doing I, a uh, year, year special it. just for everyone? Oh, in two weeks? Ooh. Should what we watch all 50 of the movies for that? Yeah, oh, yes. two weeks. I see. I see. <laughs> we could do that. Have a 50 to have a year-long podcast. <laughs> this never stops. We're going to have to have someone on at all time. Yeah. All right, Kyle. A movie marathon streaming live that we take turns watching. That'd be good. I like Jesus that. Christ. <laughs> yeah, man. That'd be really good. <laughs> oh, man. So, any of you guys see this movie in theaters? I know I did when I was a kid. I did. I, I, did. Did. I, did. I did. Yes, I did. Sure. I, remember, I remember seeing Austin, the first Austin Powers several times in theaters. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They were Back then, I used to go, and, and my brother, we worked at these tennis courts, and it went since we were like kind of kids, they let kids work at these like the yacht club or whatever that we were part of. Do they not let kids work at other yacht clubs? Well, I don't know. Well, it's don't just like we were really young. We were like 11 and 12 years old and stuff. And we like worked. Child labor exactly. laws. But uh, uh, so he would have a shift and I would be off shift. And I we used to go to movies. And I remember Wedding Crashers was one where I went to Wedding Crashers. And then like when Patrick was on shift and I was off again, I just went again because like that was so funny. And Austin Powers was another one where I feel like I saw it two or three times that summer. Just like, uh, I don't got but nothing to do. you're not even do. talking about this one, right? No. Gold member, I only saw it once. Oh, for okay. sure. Spoiler, for sure. spoiler. Yeah, dude. Oh, what the hell? Sorry, fuck. You blew it. You blew you it. You blew it. You blew it. Scotty, don't. Any other guys see this in theaters? I did, yeah. For sure. I, I did. I think this like molded me as a child. Movies like this. Well, I'm a little older than you. That's <laughs> why Austin Powers molded me. Yeah. <laughs> And brought me to where I am today. <laughs> Explains a lot. It really does. I think I, I only saw since... it once growing oh. up, though. Dive, dive, <laughs> dive, dive. <laughs> Gotta get ready. Surpri- surprise me with it. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Mm. 
All right, so Zach, before the intro, you said you saw this once as a kid? I think I saw it once, and yet I found out that I own all three Austin Powers Austin Powers movies on DVD. So, really? So there you go. Yeah, I, I thought I owned Goldmember, and I confirmed that I own all three on DVD. The first two I've watched a lot. This one, I watched yeah. it once growing up. I don't even think I ever watched the DVD of it. I just put it in my DVD collection. And then I, I watched this is the today. one I've seen the most. Um, no, see, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I think it's. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's. I said this is the one I've seen the most. Uh, it's, uh, I said no, incorrect. no, that, <laughs> yeah. that's wrong. <laughs> no, but this is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I hope someone has watched the first one somewhat recently because I do have some questions about it. I didn't go back and watch the first two in preparation for watching the the third one. Um, well, we can put this on hold for another week. Yeah, and, let's uh, do it. All right, <laughs> there it is. Done. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we're back. We just watched both other awesome powers. <laughs> it's been a whole week's time. Yeah. Wow. We borrowed uh, Zach's DVDs. He sent them around. <laughs> Mailed them. Yeah. <laughs> like Netflix. <laughs> oh, Not yeah. a sponsor. Zach Flex. Not a sponsor. There we go. So, <laughs> all right. Those are the good Let's films. get on into this. <laughs> yeah, so Zach Flex. officially, Zach, what did we watch this week? Gold member. Wah, wah, wah. Faja. <laughs> yeah. Austin Fair. Powers in Gold Member. That's not the, the official a- title. Then why does it say that everywhere? That was actually, they got sued about that title. Really? Yeah, yeah. They were sued because, uh, they were sued by James Bond because it was like a, they were saying that they were t- playing off of James Bond. Obviously they were. Well, yeah, that's and so the then they point. Then officially they changed the name to Gold Member. But I think maybe by the time DVD and stuff came out, they had been able to change it back or something. Good Lord. Yeah. That's what I read. Who knows? The internet never lies, well, but they doesn't. may have lied this one time. I wouldn't put it past them. Fake yeah. internet. Sons of guns. Yeah. All right. So this is a 2002 spy comedy film. On IMDb right now, this is holding a 6.2, which I think is stupid low for this movie. <laughs> 6.2. Is, that's, no, that, I feel like that's it's pretty pr- reasonable. It's pretty, that's, a high, yeah. that's a pretty high number. Yeah, oh, I can't on. wait till we get to the ratings. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this was directed by Jay Roach, who directed the first two Austin Powers, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, and Dinner for Schmucks. Oh. Great That beloved movie. comedy, Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> With Steve Carell. I've, I've never seen mice. it. I Are you think. serious? No, I've never seen that one. Oh, my God. It's because I'm an old man. Spank I'm like, me, Barry. It's a little bit after my time, I think. <laughs> uh, so this stars Mike Myers playing multiple roles as Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, yep. Gold Member, and Fat Bastard. Obviously. Beyonce as Foxy Cleopatra. I got to say, she was better than I remembered her being. Like, when I first saw the film, I felt like I was like, oh, not good. But then I was like, you know what? She's actually doing a really quite a good job Oh yeah. what she's being asked to be like a star of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seth Green as Scott Evil, Michael York as Basil Exposition, Robert Wagner as number two, Mindy Sterling as Fra Farbissina. Farbisma, right? Farbisma. Frau, for sure. Yeah. Frau. Frau. Sorry, guys. God, you, you know can't. I am with names. Dude, come on. <clears throat> uh, I think his name is Vernie Tra. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on. Vern Troyer, rest in peace. Dude, this yeah. is Mini Me. Dedicated to him, this episode. Yes, Michael Caine as Nigel Powers. You got to say it in his. You got to say it in the accent. Say it in Michael Caine accent. You can't say it without it. Nigel Ma- Powers. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. 
Michael Clayton. I like right. the, I like the callback in this with him uh, driving the Mini Cooper because he was in the original Italian job. And, of course, they use Mini Coopers in the remake of it. They also had to play off his other movie, Alfie, with a song at the credits. It's like the it was a spoof of the Alfie song. Huh. I thought yeah. I smelled cabbage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, so that line, a lot, I didn't of, realize, a lot of callbacks. I did not realize until then. I was like, oh, is it because he's like a cabbage patch kid? No. Jesus. Come on. It's not. <laughs> That's what you thought, Kyle? It's yeah. not because of that. Cracks me up. Uh, and then lastly, Fred Savage as number three. The mole. The mole. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> mole. Dude, some of those mole. facial expressions Mike Myers did while looking at that mole cracked me up. Oh, no dude, words. He's... He was just like when he was playing Austin, staring at it, and his head would tilt. <laughs> oh my gosh, cracked me up. So, do you have the financials in your trivia? I don't have it. No, no, no. I don't have anything about that. Okay, so this. How much do you guys think this movie was budgeted for? <sighs> I looked. And what it do you all think up. it made? I think it was budgeted for seventy million, fifty million. I looked up all the costs made? for three films and what they and grossed, how much do I think so it made? I can't. Uh, I think it probably made, I don't know, $300 million? So it was budgeted for 63 yeah. and it made just under three at $296.65 million. I'm pretty good. That was not bad. But you're over oh, on yeah. the one. Come on. Did you get what the series made as a whole, Kyle? No. What did it, was it, what one, did it all do? Was it $1 billion? They, they didn't reach a billion, but it was over $600 million. Oh, like really? The, fir- the first movie's budget was like nine million. <clears throat> the second movie was, I think, like sixteen million, and then they buffed this one up big time. Well, you could tell a little bit. There's a they did a lot in this. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, a lot of crazy shit. That asteroid. I don't know how they afforded to make that. In <laughs> sure. Space. Yeah, dude. And the actual like, not even a replica, just the creation of the Doctor Evil submarine. submarine. Yeah, it's amazing. You tried to buy that, right? I already put a down payment on it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, should we get into this? I think we probably should. Let's do it. Okay, so how do we open? We open on what looks like a very daring uh, uh, pursuit by Austin Powers of a bad guy kind of shooting at her, his partner. Someone on a motorcycle, a yeah. helicopter is chasing it. And he's parachuting in, and you're like, holy shit, I don't remember Austin Powers being kind of this great and competent at being just a regular spy action hero. And I literally was thinking this. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Because then he like confronts the helicopter. He, they go after each other, him and this helicopter. And he jumps into the air, does a bunch of flips, shooting guns into the helicopter and blows it to smithereens. And then lands on his feet just on the road after jumping off a motorcycle going like 100 miles per hour. Yeah. But then who turns around? Tom Flippin' Cruise. Tom fucking Cruise. Any other submarine films for our boy Tom? Not that I can remember. Mm. Was he never in a sub in a Mission Impossible movie? Oh, dude, he's got to be. Maybe. He had to I mean, there's so many now. How many um, are there? 25 of them? Top Gun. Oh, good call. That's right. That's right. That's right. He he was in a flying submarine. Right. Most of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so he turns around. He's like, hey, I'm Tom Cruise, but wink, wink, I'm also Austin Powers. Yeah, And then the Gwyneth Paltrow turns out to be the partner who I guess is supposed to be the Heather Graham character. Is that right? Anyways. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, like, I love you or whatever. I'm also Gwyneth Paltrow, wink, wink. And then they zoom in on Dr. Evil. Who's Dr. Evil? Kevin Spacey. Yeah. You know, we don't really want to mention too much about him. It's been quite a a fall from being Dr. Evil in this. 
What happened? Now. I don't. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> well, nobody really does. <laughs> yep. And then, hey. and then somebody, uh, somebody screams, "Hey, assholes!" God. It zooms in, and who is it? Danny DeVito like, playing Mini Me. What? Mini Me, come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's who's directing the film? Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, and he turns around and asks Austin Powers, "Hey, how do you like the opening credit sequence right now?" And he's like, "It needs a little more mojo, baby." <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, me and my friend," and he just holds up his Oscar. <laughs> think it's all right the way it is. Yeah, he does that. It's so great. I would love did. to see him do that on just regular set. Yeah, but then Austin Powers runs out and he does a whole big dance sequence like we've seen in a bunch of the other. I think even the first one had a dance sequence to open it, right? You're going to snub the so, uh, the mojo making Quincy Jones composing the orchestra? No, I hadn't gotten there yet because they dance. You see Steven Spielberg do a whole bunch of flips. They're dancing like, oh, like crazy. And then it's like a singing in the rain spoof. And then it's supposed to be like an orchestra doing all the mojo music. He comes out of the screen. Oh, yeah. Like last action hero or something. And then- Goes up to him, it's like Quincy Jones, baby. Oh, and then it's Quincy Jones, and then he runs back into the screen, and they keep on dancing, and dancing, and dancing, and dancing, and dancing, and dancing. And then he runs into Britney Spears. Oh yeah, and she's doing her own dancing. Yes, and yeah, they can't get enough of each other. They totally make out. I think no, she's a no, femme. Dude, no, what? She's a femme. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does his whole. It's a, basically it's it's one in many many callback jokes, which is, is to be expected with a sequel. You got to do something because then he goes, "Oops, I did it again." When he explodes, fembot Britney Spears' head. Yeah, because gun barrels shoot out of her chest, and she's trying to kill yeah. AP. But his mojo blows up her head, and then he's like, "Remember when that happened last time?" And also, I'm making a joke about a song she had. <gasps> is that a surprise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scandalous. And then we cut on over to Hollywood, where we see Dr. Evil. He's in his lair up in the Hollywood and sign. And he's, he's got Mini-Me on a papoose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's stroking his head. I actually was really impressed with Vern Troyer's acting at this point. Oh, like, my gosh. Them playing off so each funny. other, it was really, it was just really well choreographed. It must have been a lot of hard work for with him to do it with Michael Myers. They must have practiced like a whole bunch or something. Either that or his comic timing is just like out, through the roof. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, it was Anyways, Great. I was I was really re- impressed. I didn't necessarily remember Vern Troyer being so like on for the whole movie. I, but, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he's there and he's kind of laying out his next uh, next big plan. And his plan is he is developing a tractor beam to grab a meteor and bring it and crash it into Earth and if uh, to flood the whole Earth. Um, and he's going to get a whole bunch of money as a result of doing this, like by holding the world hostage. But he needs a cold fusion machine to power it. So he's going to use this guy, favorite character, you know, titular character, gold member. I love gold! (laughs) uh, Johan van der Schmoot, who in 1975 made a cold fusion device that is capable of powering this tractor beam. So he's like, I'm going to go back in time. We're going to get this and we're going to do this. But, oh shit. Oh, Oh, and we also get to see a whole scene where... Uh, Mini Me eats like a bunch of Belgian chocolates. Oh my God. Yeah. He's yeah. going just crazy because uh, right before this, though, number two also lets them oh, know that now right, they've yeah. been making a whole lot of money representing A list actors. Agents, yeah, yeah. And now they all get assistance. And that's when the mole shows up. He's number right. three. And, and he's Dr. Evil thing, is yeah. just staring right at his mole. Mole's flipping huge. It's like the size of a quarter on his face. Yeah. 
it's big. A Canadian quarter, let's be clear. And it's got hair coming out of it and all sorts of stuff. Canadian hair, to be clear. Yes. Um, and yeah, so, and, and he's making fun of Scott Evil a whole bunch, Seth Green, being like, Scotty, don't, Scotty, don't, which I didn't, is that a, like a reference to something? Or is Scotty it just, don't. is it just Scotty, don't? Does anyone know? Is it, is it something that was like, was it a commercial or something? Or is it just a thing? Is it just itself? I think a it was thing? a Kit Kat commercial. Is that right? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> That'd be a great Kit Kat commercial. That'd be good. So it makes fun of him. Basically, Scott doesn't really want to be evil, but he also thinks his thinks Doctor Evil is like a complete buffoon. And anyways, it all culminates in uh, Austin Powers busting in and destroying the plan right in the beginning of the film. Oh yeah, rests Doctor Evil. He gets tried by the World Organization and is sent to jail. And because uh, of this, prison, yeah. because of this, Austin Powers gets knighted by the Queen of England. Yeah, and at, and at a ceremony, he's like super jazzed. He's like, "I'm the best. Call me Sir Austin Powers." And I got to thank the one person in my life who's been my constant, my daddy-o. And he turns, stand and, up, Dad, and take a bow. And I got to say, this is the rec- this is a recurring joke that I couldn't get enough of. I just really loved. Everyone laughing at him with his dad not being there, just because oh, yeah. of how st- how like not only how stupid but how simple it is, and how just how funny it is. It's like your dad's not there, and everyone finds this like so hilarious and so <laughs> awful. I, oh, well, look at this loser! I love here. I loved the janitor laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was I know. I mean, just, just twice. It, it, it's a very it's a very pure joke. <laughs> it's so simple and good. And I was like, yeah, I really enjoy this. I could have done with several more times when people were laughing at his dad abandoning him. Oh my word! Uh, yeah, like good. you mentioned, Zach, that janitor, that guy <laughs> looks like he's from before the Great War, and <laughs> he's got just no teeth. laughing his yeah. ass off at this kid whose dad didn't show up. And they zoom in on his face. <laughs> so yeah, we we flash over to Austin Powers at a big celebratory party for his knighting. And he's singing all about his dad and how his dad. Daddy wasn't there. Yeah. To take me to the fair. Yeah. Change my underwear. underwear. Daddy wasn't there. So he's going through some shit. But what's the best thing to get through some shit? Twins, Basil. Twins. Twins. (laughs) Twins movie. Mark it down. I got to mark that one down. I love twins movies. And uh, yeah, so it's there's a (laughs) I mean, it's actually if I I. You know what? I don't get fired from my job in the future. So how about you talk about this joke? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's the play on their Asian names. Oh, he's got Fook, Fook me, me and me. Fook you. You wash your mother with that right, mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is also one of maybe five million product placements that are so obvious. This is the, this is the big question I had for everyone: is Do you guys remember in the first film? Was it so product placement heavy? Is that still like a joke? Because in in uh, Wayne's World, a big joke for my, with Mike's, Mike Myers' character is like they're complaining about how movies sell out and get all these advertisements and they're holding up advertisements and like drinking Bud Light and Coca-Cola the whole time that they're doing this. It's kind of that's like the joke. Yeah. Is they're also selling out. Was Austin Powers like that, or is this just as it got to the third one and they needed $70 million that they started being like, yes, well, Subway, yes, Heineken, yes, whatever you want, yes, we're going to put Dasani, Aquafina, we're going to do all these things. Don't I worry think about it. Heineken was always in the movies. You know, Big Boy definitely was. Oh, that's true. That's a good um, call. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So the answer is yes, probably. Yeah. You touch my Heine, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, they bring he he gets some Heineken from these twins 
And then Nigel comes in and goes, okay, guess what? We know what happened to your dad. He's like, what? It's like, he was captured off of his yacht. He's like, oh, that's why my dad wasn't at the ceremony. And Nigel goes, no, you got captured after. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. I love that type of crap. But the big reveal is, and here are the people on the yacht who were witnesses. And what happened to them? And pulled on your trousers, boys. Yeah, truly, truly, dicks are pulled out in this film. This is not a lie. I'm not lying, and I never do lie. They always are pulled out in these films, and And in this one also as well. They have golden wedding tackle. Yeah. Is that what he calls it? (laughs) I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, Revealing that it was actually Goldmember, in a very confusing twist of the plot, Goldmember also has a time travel machine and now traveled forward in time to steal (laughs) Austin Powers' dad. While Doctor Evil went to the, went yeah. to jail, like it just seems like a, such a crazy, weird, convoluted plot at this point. But like, who or if gives you look a shit, at the space time continuum, maybe Doctor Evil had already gone back in time and brought Goldmember to the future. But then he did have a time machine when they went back. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I don't know. It seems like I literally is like I don't even understand anymore what this plot is. Also, it seemed like he explained that that Goldmember had wanted the cold fusion for a tractor beam to, and then all of a sudden it was Doctor Evil's plan as well to bring Midas twenty two or whatever the astro the the meteor the golden yeah the golden thing like I was like Earth. wait why is it your plan now to have this golden asteroid Goldmember didn't even really do anything <laughs> dude he just needed a man yeah need anyway a little bit of time travel so he knows he needs to go back to nineteen seventy five and well Goldmember not yet uh, really he's got to go talk to Doctor Evil. Oh, sure. Yeah, he's got to get he's Dr. Get Evil advice. is in maximum security prison. Yeah, I guess they don't know who Goldmember is. Only yeah. Dr. Evil does, yeah. Yeah. And so- uh, And what's a play on Silence of the Lambs, kind of, mm-hmm. is he's in this like glass box kind of being like, I knew you'd come and need to talk to me. And Dr. Evil even heard about how Nigel Powers did not show up to the ceremony. And oh, then yeah. they flash back to college days. Yeah. Or they're at the Spy Academy, yeah, the whatever spy you academy, want to call yeah. it. <laughs> This is some of the funniest stuff. Yeah. Because uh, Austin Powers and Dr. Evil are roommates. Yes. And Dr. Evil is in position to become the international man of mystery. He's right. Num- yeah. He's number one in the class. He's got to be it, right? He turns around. He's like, I'm number one. And all of a sudden, this other guy shows up. He's like, hello, I'm number two. Right. <laughs> he's got the, the classic number two eye patch on. And I was like, this is, I don't know why. I just lost it when I was yeah. watching it. Oh, and Nigel and ooh, and Nigel and uh, and Austin Powers are friends, but he's kind of just like a groovy guy, right? He doesn't really care too much. He's like, whatever. I don't need to be the international man of mystery. I'm like crushing it, but he gets named it anyways. Oh, he. And does. then we get a repeat of the joke, which is he goes up to accept international man of mystery. Doctor Evil's obviously pissed, and his dad's not there. But who's there to laugh his ass off at him? The janitor. Yeah. And Dr. Evil and number two and Nigel probably. I don't know. Anyways, they flash back and Dr. Evil is like, are you finished with flash flashing back? And then he kind of reveals that, yes, it is gold member and that's who did it and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. But he only gave him the information because he wanted to be moved to a less secure prison so it could be closer to his precious mini me. Yeah. And enter. I don't know what you thought of this, guys, but it. Isn't the best <laughs> portion of the film. <laughs> I got to say that. Like, I didn't totally enjoy the Hard Knock Life uh, full music video that was in the middle of this film. <laughs> I didn't. Why? Anyways. Not there, were, there was more music in it than I ever remembered. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw in a question down. here. I'm going to throw in my hat in the ring here. Go for it. 
You, Kyle, you just said there's a lot of music in the movie, right? A lot of music, mm-hmm. a lot of songs, a huge amount, yeah, a lot of singing. Would you now, Kyle? How did you describe this movie when you first said it? A spy comedy thriller. He's asking if it's a musical, right? But is it a musical? But my question is, is it a musical? Right. Uh, there's four. Uh, I'd, th- I'd say there's at least four distinct songs in the film. But but is it enough? Because I was wondering that too when I was watching that. Is it enough to call it a musical? Because in musicals, a lot of time they just like bust out all the time. I feel like they need two more. Six, just two more. This movie's only an hour and like thirty five minutes long. That's crazy. For one of my I, and and you'll know why when I do one of my trivia. <gasps> no way. Yeah, like it's crazy that it got down to that much. It almost almost seems like there must have been there must be some like Anchorman. To remember that they did that like a, f- a full cut of Anchorman using extra scenes or something, uh, and they released it to DVD. I no. didn't know that. Really? What was it oh, like yeah, thirty yeah, minutes yeah. longer or something? No, no, no. It's it's basically it, they didn't use any of the scenes from the actual Anchorman. They just used extra scenes and made a completely new storyline. What? Yeah. What yeah. movie? That's yeah, no, crazy. Oh, they made just made a different one. Yeah. Oh. And so it seems like they must be able, they probably have like enough scenes in this one to make like a whole new movie because you'll, you'll see and how long the original cut was. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> I'm yeah, curious yeah. about this because when I saw the, the, the runtime, I was like, wow, that seems short. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> impressed because usually when you get sequels and sequels and sequels, like the last sequel will be like an awesome it's, power and gold member. Exactly. Two hours and 15 minutes. And you're like, Jesus Christ. You think <laughs> like, like well, yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like a return of the yeah. king type of thing going <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you this is Austin like Powers we're talking about. Yeah, right. the greatest trilogies of all time. <laughs> right. Uh, you got Lord of the Rings. Uh, Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Austin Powers. <laughs> Obviously. Um, uh, Alice Shrugged, part one, two, and three. Duh. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Anyways, they time travel. Okay. And another, th- there's a lot of like jokes that probably wouldn't totally fly now. He dresses up as a pimp and gets oh, like no. a pimp mobile oh, and come on. time travels back to 1975. Do we? Th- I, I got to ask this question. Do you guys think... If they made it now, would all the jokes with Mini Me fly? No, I don't think. <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I actually think I think by, by this point, if it was just like it was done here, the answer might be yes. But how it was treated in the first film, certainly not. <laughs> I feel like the Definitely Fook not. Me Fook You with the uh, the young Asian girls. I think was probably one of the more egregious ones that I don't think you'd see that, nowadays. That would definitely be tossed out. Yep. Yeah. And I just feel like this one, again, it's just like dressing up as a pin, like there, there's a certain uh, direction that the humor is going where you're like, I'm just not, I'm, I just don't even think it's going to be done anymore. Like just the joke being that he's dressed as a pimp is just like, no, probably not done. <laughs> probably not the joke why. anymore. Because it works for Austin Powers. Sure. Anyways, a pimp. he travels back to 1975. To a roller disco at yeah. Studio 60. For sure. And they're roll, rollerblading around, getting back to the songs. There's a whole song by Beyonce at this oh, point. Oh, it's so It's good. a great song. It Actually, so a bunch good. of them really good. I thought Austin Powers' song about his dad was also a very good song. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all, like the music in this movie is really good. Yeah. Uh, in this, maybe a musical movie. Yeah. Anyways, Foxy Cleopatra, she's an FBI agent and she is undercover in- A roller disco. Yeah. And he, she recognizes Austin Powers. Why? Because they totally hooked up. Back in like 1967 or something like that. Oh, yeah. And so she confronts him using Nathan Lane. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. It is. 
Nathan Lane is the uh, what would you what's the word I guess you'd use the go between. Yeah. So Foxy Cleopatra is sitting there with her back to Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane is talking to Austin Powers, and they are spot on. I don't know how long they had to like rehearse that because it yeah. is so good, and everything she's saying, he's mouthing and all that. Funniest thing to me is when. He's sitting there doing his makeup, and he snaps it and snaps, snaps his finger. She's like, ow. Oh, yeah. Austin Powers looks like, what the, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But then we also get introduced to Goldmember. Yeah. And he's a total weirdo. <laughs> because why? <laughs> because he's from Holland. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And he likes to <laughs> pull off large patches of his own skin. And he has he really wants to eat them, but then he puts them in a collection instead. <laughs> and he's got a he's got a really big package. <clears throat> yeah. And he's always talking about being real tight. Or I can't how do you do it? Like a toy Yeah. And so he's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so Austin Powers uh, goes into the back. He finds his dad, who's about to make out with like four ladies. Um, Is that all they were going to do? Yeah. And then they they get into a bunch of uh, English speaking. That's really funny that I still found very funny. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, they, they, they confront Goldmember. And he basically reveals that like you fell into the trap. You're going to I'm going to kill you, Austin Powers. and I'm going to take your dad. Back to uh, the future, 2002 or whenever it takes place, and grabs the dad and jumps through a time machine that he has somehow. Yeah, he's got one. Yeah, and that, but you know, Foxy Cleopatra and uh, Austin Powers are able to escape and get into his time travel machine, his time travel pimpmobile, and go back as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh my word! Flash sideways to Doctor Evil. They have a whole music video. Oh, it's yeah. a hard knock life. It's so funny by Beyonce's husband Jay Z. That's oh the really song? Yeah. So, dude, it was so funny because he just walks into that prison. He says, "You guys are going to start a riot tonight, and I'm going to walk out of here." And they're like, "Who the I, fuck are you?" Well, what he say? He's like, "I know guys on crack make more sense than you." Yeah. And and then he sings the hard knock life. He's like, "So you're going to start the riot eight? Okay, yeah." <laughs> and also at this time. Or somewhere around here, there's a conversation with Austin Powers where he's talking about his birth mother and how she was in a very, no, sorry, other one. It's Dr. Evil. Yeah. Dr. Evil's talking about his birth mother who was in a very bad car accident when they were younger. Car exploded and her flaming carcass surrounded (laughs) him like a cocoon. Yeah. This and, funny, then, yeah. and then a Belgian man with his 15-year-old love slave who has webbed feet oh, came God. up and found him and raised him as their own. See, so and funny. it's jokes so like that that can like, go really under the radar. Like, you have to be paying attention to what they said. It's still good. Because yeah. it was just, like he said, it just so fast. I was like, what? I know. So, so good. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, they instigate the riot. They're able to get they are able to get out of there and escape on some kind of moped of some sort. I don't know. They got a moped. They got like those fuzzy bucket hats and know. orange jumpsuits and they get out of there yeah and so anyways uh back in the present day awesome powers and foxy cleopatra are there and they get informed by none other than number three the mole uh that uh-oh dr evil and mini me have headed to tokyo on their submarine hideout or whatever oh yeah they yeah. have 
Well, no, he says they have like a secret yeah, base. Yeah, he doesn't off- know where it is yet or something. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we see that it is a submarine shaped exactly like Dr. Evil. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah. I was a little worried. And actually online, they sometimes cite uh, the other Austin Powers as having a submarine in it. Mistakenly. Really? IMDB has it wrong. Yeah. Say it isn't so. It's true. It's true. So anyways, he obsesses about the mole on the guy's face, obviously. Um, over and over again. Molly, 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 all that stuff. <laughs> so on and so on. Guacamole! Right. And they head over to Japan. Right? Oh, yeah. I think. And so, do they get a tip about the sumo wrestling? How do they, how do they end up at the sumo wrestling? Well, that's, that's a little ways. That's a little ways. Is it? But so anyways, we cut on over to the sub and oh, we God. see that gold member is now there. And he's brought Nigel Powers. And this is where you kind of see that Nigel Powers is a total badass. He's great. Yeah. He is really good. He totally fucks up some henchmen. And then and then this one guy <laughs> this one guy comes at him. He's like, you know how many nameless henchmen I've killed in my day? He's like, you're nothing. He's like, you don't even, look, you don't even have a name tag. You don't tag. even have a name There's tag. There's no way you can beat me. <laughs> it's fine. It's episode 50. It's episode 50. Let it, it go. Let it go. It is. We're going to ride this out. We will. And, uh, yeah, and this is also, so Dr. Evil is like super jazzed about his submarine base as well. He pulls out his dick. He's like, finally, gold member's like, what, what about me? And he's like, well, you got a gold dick. So oh, yeah. that's it. You don't get to pull it out. I'm the captain. No. Duh. Do you think there was a captain on there? Like some evil. It's Dr. Evil. Do you think he actually drives the boat though? It's a good question. Yeah. Something what would it be number explore. two? No, I don't think so. They're too important. They're too high up in the organization. Too important to be captain? Yeah, kind of. You got to drive and you got to make sure. Whatever. All right. So now AP and Foxy Cleopatra get a tip that Fat Bastard is into sumo wrestling. Oh, shit. So they head there and indeed Fat Bastard is into sumo wrestling. And he is unstoppable, man. He picks up a dude by the balls. He does a uh, twister or whatever. My favorite movie with Helen Hunt is Twister. And he throws him into the crowd, and they're gonna infiltrate the the back room. And so Austin the Powers, the locker room, yeah, Austin Powers is hiding in a laundry basket and gets a whole bunch of dirty sumo wrestling diapers thrown on his face. And we laughed and laughed. Don't worry about it. Obviously, uh, and Fat Bastard <laughs> is taking a dump. Obviously, and basically is like I. What, what does he smell? He smells his jock strap yeah, or whatever. He's like, oh, I think <laughs> he's left I got a little a... rosebud. That's what he oh, said. Dear. I wrote that one down. Left the rosebud and <laughs> left the rosebud in there for you. Or whatever he <laughs> <Great>. said. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Who calls it that? Who yeah. calls it that? And so then Austin Powers jumps out of the laundry basket. Oh, because like he's totally disgusted. grossed out. Because that one goes right near his face. Yeah. And so then they go. Could you they imagine? Fighting. <laughs> oh. So they, they're fighting and they end up doing some wire foo and Fat Bastard is so heavy that he breaks his wire and that's how he ends up getting defeated more or less, right? He's kind well, of Well, no, in. he, uh, all the people stop <clears throat> and his wire just stops and yeah. Foxy Cleopatra shoots, shoots a gun, it, yeah. drops him on the floor. Yeah. Incredible. The fight seems pretty legit, you know, for, you know, Mike Myers fighting himself. Sure. When I do fight scenes with myself, it doesn't look that good. Yeah. It just looks weird. 
And so anyways, he, what does he tip him off about Mr. Roboto and his like organization or something? What is, what does end up happening with Fat Bastard? Yes. Well, he said he had a meeting with Mr. Roboto. Yeah. He had so. to drop an envelope off or something like that. Yeah. So then they end, end up heading over that way. And, uh. But now we go back to the sub and Scotty, who's kind of been estranged <laughs> from his father. Yeah. Some God. special news for him. Yeah. Um, since Dr. Evil was in prison. Scotty's kind of shown some interest in taking over the Scotty family Dones. business. Or wait, Scotty do? Scotty do? <laughs> Seth Green walks in and he's like missing most of his yeah, hair. He's basically unbald, yeah. <laughs> and dude, Mike Myers' face. Like you like you said, Zach, earlier, those facial expressions. It's so funny. Oh my word. He's just sitting there like, whoa! Yeah. What? And what is Scotty what what has he gotten, Dr. Evil? Oh, he got him what he's always wanted. Freaking sharks with laser beams on their heads. Yep. And they're shooting people, killing people. And uh, Dr. Evil is like super jazzed to the point where he disowns Miniman. All right. Did you guys also notice what went on here? He's like, all right. Yeah. Everybody leave. Everyone out. Not you. It's getting a little crowded. Not you. Not you. Not you. Not you, henchmen holding a wrench. Wrench. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And then he very obviously does not mention Miniman. Yeah. And Minimi has to take the hint and leave. <laughs> oh. Ah. And so, anyways, they – do they go to Mr. Roboto's lair first or do they meet with Minimi first? I guess it's Mr. Roboto, no, go right? Mr. Roboto. Yeah. Mr. Roboto. They meet with him. He's kind of like – kind of just waves them off or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't really say – all that much about it. But they know he's lying. They and know, they know lying. that there's got to be something hidden here. And this is another, I don't know. Every once in a while, there's a scene in a film that just tickles me to the point where I'm just like, I'm still a child. Like, I can't believe I'm like laughing at this. The fountain where he's oh, peeing. Oh, my word. Where he has to keep, he has to keep the fountain looking like it's <laughs> a fountain. <laughs> and all the different ways they have it be funny with it. Whereas first, like he has to get up there and quickly unzip and start peeing. And then it's like, he's starting to run out of juice. So it's just like, <gasps> Just like very like spraying, like barely keeping it going. And then he's like drinking water to keep it going and all this stuff. And I'm just like. And then he eats asparagus. And then like the guy who's at the security (laughs) desk is like sniffing around. It's just so funny. I wonder how many different things they did too. To kind of add other other possibilities of the ping. But I just like, it's things like that where I'm just like, I can't believe I'm laughing so hard. I love where it was like shooting out like it was pressurized. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man, the pee jokes in this movie. Uh, and so anyways, yeah, eventually he gets caught doing this, though. He beats up a henchman. They mistakenly think he's peeing in that henchman's mouth, obviously. Oh, though. that was like so Classic funny. stuff, whatever. On a security camera. Yeah, it looks like he's just peeing right in the dude's mouth. But Foxy Cleopatra comes in, saves the day. They get into the back room where they actually uh, see Goldmember picking up the uh, the key or whatever. Right? Cold yeah. Fusion unit or whatever. He needs a key. And does he though? That's the thing. Does he though? He doesn't. He doesn't. But he does because he picks it up. Right. Yeah. And he has Nigel Powers strapped to a conveyor belt where he is about to undergo an unfortunate smelting accident, Just which like is something Goldmember Gold went through yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, and that's a classic like James Bond type of spy thing. The guy strapped down, legs spread. Normally, it's like a laser beam going towards the crotch. You know what I mean? I think that oh, yeah. I think it actually was too. Goldfinger that had the uh, laser. That was Did it? Cu- that, may, so. that may be true, yeah. Yeah. And so they free Nigel. Nigel's totally hitting on Foxy Cleopatra, like crushing it. Uh, and then they, but Goldmember gets away and they have to chase after him. And he drives into, oh yeah, a little chase scene ensues here. Yeah. 
they run into a uh, Godzilla, not Godzilla, not Godzilla. To be very clear, not, did you did you notice who one of the Japanese actors was? Mm-mm. Screaming about it's not being Godzilla. No, it was Hero from Heroes, also the Meg. Who was he in the Meg? He was in the submarine. Mm-hmm. He's the one who sacrificed himself. Oh, that was him. Yeah, yeah. one of them was you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not both of them. It wasn't like one of split screen situation. It was just uh-huh. one of the actors was Hero. The other one, I don't know who that was. Nice. Yeah. And I did. I did confirm Goldfinger was the the famous uh, James Bond laser scene that was going to cut him Perfect. in twain. Dang, dude! Yeah. Goldmember drives into the mouth of the submarine. It's yeah. opened up, and then we go back to Austin Powers Hotel. Well, no, and also he has a little tiff with his dad. So his dad doesn't. He dad doesn't doesn't want to do like a direct. Uh, attack on the submarine. Yeah. But oh, he wants to Austin get all Powers the gadgets. Does. Yeah. So he he they kind of split up at this point. But that's neither neither here, nor, here there. nor there. Neither here nor there. And then we go on over to his apartment yeah. where Fred Savage the mole <laughs> another is welcoming Mini Me. Yeah. This is this is another one of ones where I'm just like I can't believe I'm laughing. At oh this my so hard. gosh, it was so funny. It's such a visual movie. There are so many jokes. It's so hard to convey exactly w- what was so funny about it because it's so much of it is just like a series of visual gags. But, oh yeah. Anyways, he goes out on the balcony to say, like, everything's going great with Mini-Me, like, going over, and I'm sure Austin Powers and him will get along fine. And Austin Powers come in, and an all-out brawl ensues, culminating in my favorite thing, which is he puts a pillowcase over Mini-Me, <laughs> and then has a, a bunch of scenes where he's smashing this pillowcase in, into shit. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, this is too funny. It's just, like, so fucking funny. <laughs> I love when he runs in, <laughs> um, and Mini-Me has a letter opener there because he's, like, yeah. opening his acceptance letter into the yeah. academy, and it's a little sword. <laughs> and he's just, like, assassin! And then he just kicks him, yeah. <laughs> flies across the room, hits this mini-fridge, and just is down. And then, oh my gosh! Like you said, the pillowcase stuff. Yeah, so so good. Just slamming it into everything. Okay. So, anyways, Mini Me dresses up as a little mini Awesome Powers, and yeah. they're off, and they're heading towards the submarine. How do they get into the submarine? They take a submarine car. Submarine car. Second submarine. Two there submarines. It's not even a single submarine movie. It's a two submarine movie. Two for one. There we go. Two subs. Yeah. So, how do they get in from that? Sub- oh, they, we just show them. They just show them going in from like. Uh, oh, scuba. They scuba in. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So they scuba in, and they split up at this point. Foxy Cleopatra heads one way. Um, Austin Powers and Mini Me heads another. They realize they have to kind of like disguise themselves. So what mm-hmm. do they do? They're like, one of us will have to get on the other person's shoulders. And of course, this is like a, such an airmailed obvious joke, but I still laughed at it. Where Austin Powers is just like precariously perched on Mini Me's shoulders, oh my pretending gosh. to be a person. And the way he, he moved these little tiny feet. Yeah, the way he moved his arms <laughs> was just so so funny. Anyways, he's he's walking around because Mini Me can't see. He's smashing into shit yeah. and like running into people. But then he has to get a physical because he's a new person on the boat. Yeah. And so he goes into the doctor's office and he needs a urine sample. Yeah. And this was another one of the pee jokes. It was just so funny. They <laughs> This was a very funny one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give Mini Me some apple juice. Yeah. And he's just like spitting it like <laughs> into this cup and it's going all over Austin's hand and the doctor's looking just thinking he's pissing all over this stuff. And then he like tries to walk it on over to the doctor and he falls into him. He's spilling this yeah. pee all over. <laughs> yeah, and then another guy. This is actually a gag that I didn't think worked very well. As he goes behind like a th- a like a screen yeah. to try to look at the map of the submarine. I, I was hoping they were going to show a close up of the map so we can get some like figures of how yeah. big the submarine is and stuff. But uh, and because he's behind behind a screen, another 
worker peon whatever comes in and is looking and is like seeing what looks like Austin Powers dick like pointing at the map and stuff and I didn't even understand he was like so disgusted I'm like I'm not even sure what you think you're I think seeing he was just confused I don't know it seemed like really he's like gotta check out this guy he's got something going on I'm like I don't understand what you think is happening like I loved it where, would clearly uh, you would clearly think that this is like two people in a room or something when they know, figured sure. out that they were being like discovered they latched mini me they tried onto, to strap him on yeah. yeah with all this tubing and then you could just see the silhouette it looks <laughs> It looks like he just gives birth to mini me. Yeah. And like that, because that bag flips down, the water breaks. Yeah, that one's better. Am I, am then, I misremembering like, that he, he like grabs an apple at one point? Because earlier it said it looked yeah. like a baby <laughs> holding an apple or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is true. Nigel did say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah. That that whole part was a joke from another movie that they had done yeah, I too. Know. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, I felt like it was a lot more successful in the other Austin Powers films uh, than this one. I thought it wasn't very well done this time. But. Well, they even make fun of something like that later. Ozzy Osbourne does. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was another one. I actually didn't think they did that joke very well either. I thought it was a lot better in the other one. Anyways. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess maybe it's because those jokes. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess, the yeah, whatever. <sighs> I was going to say it was about dicks, and I like those, but not all of them were about dicks. Wow. Not all jokes can be. Mm. Wow. Anyways. Um, so anyways, they kind of confront Dr. Evil. They all, they all get together and they're kind of going to confront and try to stop Dr. Evil. Austin is going to shoot Dr. Evil yeah. in the chest and then Nigel walks and I was out. like, no, you can't. I'm here to protect my son. He said, yeah. dad, what are you doing? I'm right over here. He's like, no, this guy. Oh shit. Dr. Evil. <laughs> What's he call him? Dougie? Dougie. Yeah. Dougie. Dougie. Dougie Powers. It's a good name. Yeah. And so he basically explains that, yes, he was also in the car that day when they were vacationing in Belgium. And so was Austin Powers, little baby Austin Powers. And yes, the car exploded and he found Austin Powers on the side and assumed that he was the only one to survive the uh, accident. Uh, but before, once he, you know, by the time he realized that Dougie had been, you know, alive, he had already been picked up by the Belgium farmer and his uh, sex slave with webbed feet. <laughs> I love because earlier in the movie, Nigel says, there's two things in this world I can't stand. First, people who are intolerant of other people's cultures. And the Dutch. And second, the Dutch. It's a good line. <laughs> it's Funny. so good. And then here he's like in those Belgians to pick you up, and they share a border with the Dutch. Yeah. And they made you so damn evil <laughs> or something like that. And so anyways, Dr. Evil decides he's actually turning good. He's like, he finally has family. And he's going to be good. And Goldmember is like, not so fast. I got the key and the key is my dick. <gasps> and I don't need you to actually do this evil plan. And so he starts it going. And they're like, what are we going to do? And Dr. Evil's like, well, I could do this very complicated procedure of actually reversing the tractor beam and shooting the uh, meteor into space. And they're like, do it. And so they work together as like a team and a family. And... uh Foxy Cleopatra goes up to confront Goldmember and one of a thousand times that she gets kicked in the face while being behind him. Like oh, it's like yeah. every time she confronts him, she's somehow behind him just enough to get kicked in the face by his legs because he can like stretch real good. Oh, yeah. He's really flexible. Really flexible. He's really he's pliable. Toy. He's toit like a toyga. Yes. Um. So anyways, to switch the polarity of the tractor beam, shoot that shit into space. Did you also mention that the key was his dick? 
Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. All right. I said, I said, so he's got his dick in the machine, yeah. and then when they reverse the polarity, it starts shocking him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. And then he falls down, and when he gets up, who is he? It's John Travolta. John fucking Travolta. The whole time. God. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's going to, so basically, they show like the end of the film uh, that they were filming with Steven Spielberg yep. there in the movie theater. And the movie finishes. Round of applause. Everyone loves it, just like we love this film. Uh, they start walking out. Who's there? Who is there? Fat bastard. He's got like oh. a weird. He's got a skin. He's lost a whole bunch of weight because he was again on the subway another diet. Another <laughs> fallen from grace. He was on the subway diet like Jared. Oof. Yeah, probably yeah. shouldn't. Well, you know that's not. So, anyways, uh, but he's got like a lot of extra skin. That's kind of the joke. His neck. Um, his neck looks like a vagina. Yep. And then Austin and Foxy make out, right? They totally like smooch a whole bunch. And then we get the final scene, which is Scott in the Hollywood layer of Dr. Evil, basically becoming Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah. And doing some Michael Jackson moves to culminate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is Goldmember. Flipping Goldmember, man. Yeah. 50th episode. We should have meant, yeah, they were on the sub a lot of the time. Well, yeah. I it's mean, a sub movie. It's a, they're on the submarine. Yeah. I, I, I did clock it, though. That sub did not make an appearance until the 41st minute. Earlier than I thought. Really? It was that long? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was almost half. It was be more than half the film. They were on the submarine. Oh, no, never mind. Because the submarine only appeared at the 41st minute. I see. Okay. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Hey, more than we've had in some other movies. That's true. Submergence. Looking at you. Worst film ever. Uh, all right. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go? Someone go. I'll go. Someone should go. I had not Damn seen it. this movie in years. Mm-hmm. I had also not laughed this hard in years. Jesus. I, <laughs> I loved like every minute of this. I forgot how funny it was. I mean, some of the stuff is so stupid, but it's just so great. And it You're going to be so very well. disappointed in the score that I give this Well, film. that's fine. <laughs> I don't care. It's my review. Uh, <laughs> The jokes are spot on. I, I was texting you guys all night when I was watching it, and you guys were like, Kyle, we get it. And, yes. Brom, I think you said this is a very quotable movie. It yeah. is. It's great. I forgot uh, just certain... how many things we quote from this movie. Like, I say, judo chop all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, it's just something, something we grew up with. It's how we were raised. We were raised off the teat of Mike Myers. <laughs> right? Yes. I agree with that. Yes. I wish there was more sub action, but. Sure. I wish there was a torpedo, like like they had to fight a submarine and then they jettisoned out and got onto the submarine. That would be funny. Uh, some, some torpedoes. Some of, the, some of the stuff we didn't even mention, like the name of the plan is called Preparation H. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and they have a, uh, the tractor beam literally comes out the ass of the submarine. Sure. And. Uh, it's a very visual movie. It's it hard is. to actually adequately describe all of the things that happen it in is. It. it's so good uh for me this is a movie i will watch time and time again there's certain comedy films every that day I really in enjoy. fact every day not every day what there's certain comedy films i really enjoy like things like this tropic thunder that type of stuff Tropic Anchorman. thunder's great yeah i wish there was a sub in that anchorman i watched almost every day for in one summer really like, all, yeah all the time I used to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail every day 
What a when I get home from school in uh, like seventh grade, I love that movie. Mm. But for this, I wish we had more subs. Still, it's hilarious. It's great. It's a seven point five. Wow, I'm actually, I actually, given how you just described it, I'm really surprised you went at a seven point five. Oh, really? Yeah. It sounded like you were describing like a nine. Dude, come on, man. You were like, I've never, I literally can't remember the last time I laughed so hard at a film. Yeah. Mm 7.5 out of 10. What do you want, man? (laughs) No, I'm just saying. I thought you were going to give it like a 10. It's just like the stupid I swear to God. No, I'm not going to go that high. Okay. Dude, I've got sub things I'm looking for. They did have the wrench. They even called attention to it. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. All right. Who's up next? I can. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. All right. Beat you to it. I'll go. Oh, uh, <laughs> can, can I cut in? All right. Anyways, uh, I'm <laughs> going to rate it. In? I'm going to rate it a seven. I thought it was also very hilarious. Uh, I actually watched this with uh, another listener that we have, and he enjoyed it quite a bit, too. Um, so, Keetle. yeah, Harry Keetel was there. His rating was I don't remember what it was, but he definitely laughed a lot, too. <laughs> so uh, it was very enjoyable. I hadn't watched it in years. Um I do remember actually seeing it in theaters. Of course, I probably didn't laugh as much then because I did probably did not understand the humor like at mm-hmm. all. Uh, but now that I'm older, I thought it was hilarious. I don't really care if there's a submarine movie in there or not. Even though I know that's what our podcast is about, I still enjoyed it and will be happy <laughs> to review tongue. it. <laughs> I'm giving it a seven, though. So I liked it a lot. Solid rating. All right, I'll jump in. Uh what you guys already said, you know, I remember watching this as a kid, so I, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I was excited to see it now that I knew that I would uh, understand more of the jokes. And uh, I wasn't let down. I, I still really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun with it. The cameos were incredible. These were among some of the best cameos in any movie <laughs> probably of all time. Just the the amount of star power they, they peppered in. I mean, even throughout the movie, like it wasn't even just that first scene, just like throwing in Ozzy Osbourne and stuff in there. I thought that was really cool. I laughed my ass off and uh, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to enjoy myself and it's obviously no triumph in filmmaking or anything like that, but I I enjoyed the movie. I'm, and for our uh, 50th episode, I'm going to give it a 7.50. Mm. Get All the right. Zero. Get here it, comes Zach. Sure significant figures. Get that. Okay. Got it. Okay. Here comes Zach. So, this movie was very, very entertaining. It was funny. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was humor. You know, it was humor at its best. We already talked about the other two Austin Powers movies, but Goldmember. This one stands up. You know, this is a great movie. First sub at the forty-first minute, though. Got to take off a point right off the top with that. So it's not getting 10. But what will it get? We'll find <laughs> out. So when we come back. <laughs> when we come back. It's not getting a this 12. Movie was, <laughs> this movie was toit. It was toit like a tiger. You know, <laughs> I really, you know, left a rosebud after I watched the movie. It was great. <laughs> when... When Fat Bastard rubs his own tits and says, Oh, my titties! Like, god damn it. How do you write that kind of a joke? Um, When he says his own fart smells like carrots and throw up. Like, 
damn. And then he describes it as a hot, sick ass. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God, it's funny. And then they have like a couple of one-liners in there. Like when, when, when mini me makes the, uh, you want a little, a little clone inside you to uh, Foxy. Oh my God. That and, was and so Austin funny. Laughs. He's like horny bugger. It's like uh, a little mini me's just horny. And then he's humping her leg later. God, what were some of these other jokes? <laughs> Mini-Me in the bag when they had the fight scene and when he puts Mini-Me in just a pillowcase and whips his ass against the wall. That was... I did enjoy that. God, that so was funny. funny. All the times they did like the zoom-ins on their faces and Austin's just like... And Dr. Evil are like, whoa! With the mole. That oh, was Oh my gosh. It's perfect. It, the whole... <clears throat> you guys didn't even mention the whole Godzilla joke they included in there, which was hysterical with the... um with the Mini Cooper when it drove in the Godzilla and they're just like, it's like Godzilla! And they're all screaming. <laughs> all the Japanese are running around screaming. The guy's and like, Char- and Charmander made an appearance. He was in yeah, there. Yeah, it's true. He was in the background. So did Pikachu. Yeah. I miss Pikachu. But it's just like, damn, this movie's funny. That get, Entertaining. That adds, that adds one point back for it, right? One, pa- one point back. I'm going to get up here. What did everybody say? A 7.5, <laughs> 7.5 and a 7, I think. Yep. 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 Fuck you guys. I'm giving this one a big, fat, hot, sick ass of a nine. Because <laughs> it was very entertaining and short, which was nice. That's okay. That's true. I, I got to say, now that I'm up, I got to keep that in mind. It was a short film. Yeah. Also, one of the good features of Submergence, right? It was short. <laughs> Not short enough. Well, anyways, that was also short. Um, I... Remember watching this in theaters, as we all did. Uh, I didn't think I don't think I completely remember just how much. I almost wish I did watch the first one. I'm not sure they did as much mugging and kind of just like really letting jokes hang to kind of be like, yeah, right. Remember, remember, because um, I didn't think it necessarily hit all the time. There were certain ones, all the urination jokes. Uh, mini so me good. in a pillowcase so good the dad not showing up and just everyone laughing so hard at austin powers because his dad didn't show up which seems just just still hilarious um the songs were very good all these kind of things i think added up to a good experience but not necessarily um a super great experience also one thing that's kind of funny is like it's it's uh, seems a little bit strange nowadays to see a film with so much product placement um i think it's it usually is to the detriment of the film to go so hard into it like adam sandler someone who does that a lot where he'll like be eating at hooters while wearing a dick sporting good shirt and be like i'm heading to mgh uh or whatever not mgh but uh mgm like a resort or something oh okay yeah in las vegas like every single thing he says is like a advertisement and this is similar it's like every time you turn around he's drinking like something or whatever fat bastards talking about subway or someone's talking about some shit like it was it, it was a little weird i didn't <laughs> like it i think some of that shit's funny i don't know it just doesn't seem like a joke anymore like fat bastard saying he went on the jared diet diet is that is that a joke oh yeah yeah that's a okay. joke well what's funny about it is it funny because he uh, went on the subway diet it's funny because it's relevant he's a flabby bastard now yeah. Sure. Well, anyways, 
I still thought it hit pretty well. I was entertained by it, but I didn't super duper extra love it. I thought you guys were going to hate me when I dropped my 6.5 on this, but I feel like I'm not. I'm just at the bottom of everyone else's scores. I actually, so I, I Jamie, I, based anymore. on what you were kind of hinting at, I thought you were going to give it under a five. No. Oh, no, yeah. No. I think a 6.5. I think like I, I putting it in, in the range, I would say like a six is kind of in the middle, right? Because, you know, technically it's out of 12. So I think a six is in the middle. <clears throat> like, is it under? No, no, no. It's right there. But then I was like, you know, it's 0.5 because there were at least four things that I like laughed out loud at. And you can't fault a film if you have four scenes. Like, I watched a Will Ferrell film called Get Hard where I laughed once, like really hard. And afterwards bad. I was like, and I, afterwards I was like, you know what? That was probably worth it. I laughed really hard one time. Like, that was still like, you know, you have an hour and a half of a film and you laugh really, really hard once. That's pretty good. That's not, that's not like the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You laughed really hard once. Fine. Yeah. But this was a lot better than that. I laughed really hard four times. Like, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways. It's solid gold. It's not solid gold. It's. I'll tell you what, though. 14 karat gold. <laughs> ben, ben talked about this in his uh, review, and it's the amount of cameos. But, oh, you yeah. Know, I wanted some, to ask. Some movies can can like shoot itself in the foot doing this right like right yeah I, zoolander 2 see and that's zoolander exactly what i was gonna say is Jamie. a great example i, I never that, yeah. saw zoolander 2 but my one friend no, it's saw terrible. it and he yeah he said it was the, the worst movies like one of the worst Although movies another ever one seen. another one where i'd say there's one scene that i laughed really hard at in zoolander 2 so did i fault it totally no but it's a really bad film kyle mooney this actor kyle mooney who's on saturday night live mm-hmm. he has a character stuff. in that film yeah, he's he's got a character in that film that is hilarious, but everything else in it is shit, and the cameos are the worst part. The yeah. worst part. I yeah. think Goldmember really? did it great. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, as my first trivia for this thing, is what was everyone's favorite cameo? My personal one is John Travolta. That was Mine's my favorite one. Danny DeVito. Uh, Mine's DeVito also. Mine was Rob Lowe. Made it to Very a. Nice. I, I just, I'm just uh, so impressed. Wait, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe <laughs> made it into this one. To a deleted scene, yes. Oh, and the credits, okay. and the credits, I, and I guess in the credits, I guess the credits. I'm just so right, impressed that Lowe, they got. Rob Lowe is uh, also featured later in my trivia as being not featured in this film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> oh, shit. Took a Scotty picture. I, I like that they got uh, Tom Cruise. That's that's a huge get. But that uh, is pretty good. I'm a big Black Sabbath fan, so I got to go Ozzy. Oh yeah. That was a little sad, though. It's Black Sabbath. Never heard of it. Anyways, more trivia. Director Jay Roach's first cut of the film was how long, guys? How long do you think it was? 210. Three hours, oh. 20 minutes. Oh, he so he went over. It's not three hours, 20. <laughs> but more three than, hours? More than three hours flat. Wow. Yeah, three hours. Three Holy hours shit. long? For a I don't comedy? understand what they cut. For, so much. They cut it down to an hour and they a half. They cut it like half. half. That's they said. Yeah. God, it had know. to have just been a ton of jokes. I would so love much. to get my hands on that version <laughs> and just see what it is. You could imagine that a lot of those scenes were just like way longer. Like a lot of the stuff was really short given what it had maybe been in other films. Like the the boob-shaped satellite and the even the... <laughs> The screen with Mini Me and and you know them thinking the silhouette was doing something like those could have been like three times four times as long and then they realized like we can't do this and they had to cut it down. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, Mike Myers wore blue contacts for his role of Doctor Evil during this film, even though in the previous films he did not wear blue contacts. So in the other films he has brown eyes. I, Interesting. I did notice his, his eyes, eyes were did super look blue. Yeah, super yeah. blue. Yeah. 
Especially like mini me's when when he was going berserk for that chocolate and pain was popping out of his head. Yeah. (laughs) His eyes looked nuts. That's super weird. That's just like a weird trivia. That's why I added it. There's a lot of trivia. A lot of it was kind of like lame or whatever, but I picked out these ones that I kind of enjoyed. This is another one that's kind of just like a discrepancy. So in this film, Austin and Basil Exposition both extend attend the same academy and knew each other years before the events of the first movie. Even though in the first movie, Basil introduces himself to Austin Powers. Yeah. That is odd. I have a question about that. Yeah. Well, not about the whole introducing himself to Basil exposition. Um, But the whole fact that they went to school together. So we know that Mike Myers played Dr. Evil and Austin. Did the same actor play the younger versions of him? I don't think so, no. Because the guy that played Austin, a young Austin, I mean, whoever that was, did it perfect. I mean, I thought thought it was just like... Yeah, but yeah, the Doctor did. Evil. I, I believe it was different people. Weird. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who throws a cupcake? Honestly, another, uh, Sir Seanery Connery. Uh, Sir Seanery Connery. Seanery. <laughs> Seanery Connery. Seanery Connery. Sir Sean Connery was considered to play Nigel Powers. Obviously, as that would have been sick. That would have been. I mean, dude, Michael Caine is no. He's so good. Good. actually. I do prefer Michael, Michael Caine in in the role. I think he would have done. He does it better as being kind of that like funny, but also. Same kind of funny, supposed to be suave way of doing it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Having right. an actual James Bond, though, that would have been awesome. Oh, that would have been clutch. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Daniel so, Craig? I think it Who was uh, It was Sean Connery <laughs> that was in Goldfinger, too. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. So anyways, Heather Graham reprised her role as Felicity Shagwell in a scene that was ultimately cut. Will Ferrell also reprised his role as Mustafa in another deleted scene in which he has to answer a question after being asked four times. I'm not sure what that even means, but they put that in the, like the trivia. His character Whatever. died twice. <laughs> like yeah. the first movie he died and then they went back in time and they killed him again. So, <laughs> in the second so, movie. <laughs> it had me wondering what other, what actors would you have liked to see reprise their role in the end and not be cut? Is it Will Ferrell? What do people think? Would you like to see Mustafa back? I like Mustafa. Of course, a lot. yes. I thought he was fun. I yes. agree. I thought it was one yeah. of my favorite things from that first one. Yeah. I actually felt like it. I felt like before it was one of the many like things that kind of slowly built up Will Ferrell's um, cachet before he like banked in on Anchorman becoming this like wild hit. That was weird. Like, there's no way you could have predicted that Anchorman would have been such a giant hit, except through Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and. Things like Mustafa and then like old school and stuff. He slowly built up this following that people were like so jazzed for whatever he did. Yeah, I love his death scene in the first one when he gets uh, dropped through the floor. (laughs) And then he's like, everyone just assumes he's dead. And then he shouts that, I'm still alive. I'm badly (laughs) injured. But I'm still alive or whatever he said. You shot me. (laughs) You shot me right in that cone. (laughs) (laughs) No, my favorite was, I think it was in the second one when he fell off the cliff where he goes like, my wounds smell of walnuts or or almonds or something. I don't know. What about Heather Graham? Would you like to see her come back? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But how would would they have necessarily done it? I guess I don't know. Did she come back to the They should have made her another fembot just like they did. Yeah. Yeah, What about Elizabeth Hurley? Would you? Would you want Elizabeth Hurley to have come back? No, Another she already died in the second one. Or to come one, back yeah. as a real one? Oh, if she was the real person? Yeah, now she came oh, back as a real Oh, that could be interesting. What about Rob Lowe? Rob oh, Lowe. yeah. Uh, he yeah. was in the movie. 
you see he's saying it's in the movie, but so was uh, Will Ferrell and Heather Graham. So whatever. Rob Lowe, I didn't see in a Rob picture. Lowe in the after. Rob Lowe is in a picture during the credits. I oh. took a screenshot of it and sent it to he's, Alex. He's in a deleted scene in the movie. He plays number two. Yes. So is Will Ferrell, and so is Heather Graham. So yeah, Rob Lowe is literally saying. the funniest actor. <laughs> but wait a minute, really? wait a minute though. I do love Young Blood. We see it played on the NHL oh, channel. Yeah, we at did. bowling all the time. God, my bowling alley always plays Back to the Future. Well, that's good, too. What's wrong with that? No, it's okay. It's just for the last four or three weekends in a row, every time I'm there to practice, it's playing. And then finally, one last person who <laughs> you might want to see come back in the film, uh, Ed Harris. And oh. as as people know, everyone knows, right? He actually, he ended, he was the one who played Austin Powers in the first film. And then he was replaced by Mike Myers starting in the second film. It's a tragedy. It was. It's too so bad. he would I'd reprise his Ed role Harris as acting Austin as, Powers? Yeah, he would have come back. <laughs> would you have liked to see him play Austin Powers again in the third one? Because he played it in the first one. I'd have liked to have seen him come back and then get kicked out once again by Mike Myers in the third film. Oh, good one. That's a good one. I would have liked to see him as Fat Bastard. <laughs> that would be solid, like a real sexy hot, uh, fat bastard, though. Where like he's like all greased up, but he's like he's like real slim. He's like real slim and buff, though. What do you think of that? It's like Ed Harris, like oh, rubbing my titties. What about uh, probably, uh, what about Ed Harris as right? Mini Me? Oh, but he has to play. It. He has to be on his knees the whole time. Oh, you're thinking like a uh, Gary Oldman in Tiptoes situation. Sure. Did anyone what? know what that is? <laughs> no. Oh, it's no. the film with Matthew McConaughey and Gary Oldman. Where Gary Oldman plays a little person, but he just plays it by being on his knees the whole time. Can you tell? Sh- yeah, it's terrible. It's crazy that they even did it. What's it's it an called? Actual film. What's it called? It's called Tiptoes. Tiptoes. When did this come out? <laughs> tiptoes. Like it's in the like in mid two thousands. There something. it is. What? Fucking Tiptoes. <laughs> Gary Oldman's in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He plays. He's the guy who's playing oh, the, that was the little person when he's on his knees. It's crazy. So man. they don't even try to hide his legs. Like he's just well, on his knees. Well, they do. You don't see like his his legs, but they pretend like he is a little person and he just like walks around on his knees. And the dinkles in it. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Yep. Oh no. Yeah, here's a photo David of David Gary. Oh my gosh, that is so weird. Yeah. Well. I'm telling you, I, I know everything about bad movies. Don't ask me anything about good movies. <laughs> but if you want to know about the Gary Oldman film where you can tell Gary Oldman's kind person. of like shrugging his shoulders and everything to make his arms look shorter. That is wrong. It's bad. It's really Peter bad. Peter Dinklage has like braided hair. Yes. It's great. Anyways, on to it some came out in 2003. How about you guys just keep on looking at some <laughs> pictures oh, of Gary Oldman oh, as a little my person? Gosh. I will. Look yeah, at that. It's not great. Um, I will go on to Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, I wanted to do a funny one because I've used actually this before because like Tom Cruise and Gwyneth Paltrow, I've, done, I've, I've used this as kind of like a easy way through. So, I wanted to find out how to do it. Obviously, I could have used Hero from Heroes in using the Meg, but I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to use Michael Caine. Now, interesting fact, Mike, Michael Caine's film debut was in a submarine film. Did you know that? Which one? It's called Morning Departure. It's oh, actually, yes, I do have that. Yeah, so that's, that's his film debut. And so, like, this is his, I don't even know. Like, I looked, I think he's been in, like, four or five 
submarine films. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to use instead a funnier one, which was he played Captain Nemo on a TV miniseries of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with co-starring Patrick Dempsey. Seriously? Yeah. That featured, I don't know if you remember the show Lost, there was a character named Echo. So it's the actor who played Echo um, has a very Who was Echo? I watched name. Lost. He was, he came in like the third season. But I couldn't even, I couldn't finish that. Well, it's great. So anyways, uh, he was in G.I. Joe uh, Rise of Cobra. I don't know if you saw that one where there's like I an underwater not. base and they have to go there by submarines. It's pretty good. Um, that also features Dennis Quaid, who was in Inner Space. And from there, we can do it. The Cowboy in Inner Space was in Hail Caesar. Dolph Lundgren was in Hail Caesar as well. Or Michael Gambone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. All kinds of stuff in there. Dude, you know who I haven't heard come out of your mouth in a long time? Who? Teru Shimada. Teru Shimada. That's a good point. I should do a uh, classic Teru Shimada next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, been good, a while, good man. Good call. It's been good a call. while. I could have this time, I think. Because I think I could have gotten to a James Bond film. You know, obviously, I'm sure there were some people in there. Like you could have connected back to a James Bond film and then went through Teru Shimada. But whatever. You should have. All right. It's time for Subs Worldwide. Let's do it. It's, it's, it's Subs. 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 World. World. Wide. 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 This week, we did Austin Powers Gold Member. And I was like, man, what sub could Austin have seen when he time traveled back into the 70s? This shagadelic sub is one of them. The Churchill class. Oh, I love it. Yes. It is a Royal Navy, which is the UK's Navy, hmm. nuclear-powered submarine. Is it shaped like a cigar? I wish it was. Oh. Uh, these are improved off the Valiant-class submarines, and they were in service from 1970 to 1992. Hmm. So one of them is actually quite famous, which we'll get into later. Uh, for the specs, the length of them is 285 feet. They have a nuclear reactor, which drives two English electric turbines that generate 20,000 horsepower, and it can cruise along at 28 knots while submerged. It'll also hold 103 people, and it has six 21-inch torpedo tubes that can fire Mark 8 torpedoes, Mark 24 Tigerfish, and UGM-84RN sub-harpoon <laughs> missiles. <laughs> Gotta, like, pause for a second before you say that. There are three of them in the class. The Churchill, the Courageous, mm. which has actually been preserved as a museum at yes. the Devonport Dockyard. Devon Devonport? Yes. I looked it up. It's like four hours from London. I'll have to let Patrick know. Yeah, he can go there yeah. on his day off. All right. And the Conqueror, which is the oh. most famous one in the class. Anyone know why? Because it was the one that launched the nuclear missile that destroyed Moscow. Exactly. Right. Actually. Oh. Not close. Oh. Hmm. But it was captained by Commander Chris Werfeld Brown and... The boat set sail from Fastlane Naval Base in Scotland on April 3rd, 1982. And where did it arrive 21 days later? The Falkland Islands. Oh, little war against Argentina. Yeah, dude. Stuff is going down. And this boat, so what was going on down in Argentina was some shit. I am. And... British fleet was down there, and there was this ship called the Belgrano that was working with another Argentinian ship, and they were going to start attacking the British fleet. And some of the British people recognized this, and they radioed into base and said, hey, can we attack this boat? And 
they got the go-ahead. Wow. But by the time the submarine got the go-ahead, it seemed like, I guess, the uh, ship realized, like, the other one that it was going to attack with wasn't in position, so they kind of turned off. But that did not stop the sub. No. They said, screw that. And they fired three torpedoes at it. Two of them hit and sunk that boat. In total, there were 323 people killed on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a lot of people. Uh, But after this, the Argentinian ships began depth charging the area. It's like, oh, Oh this sounds sounds like- This is intense. Is there a movie about this? It's like the real shit, you know? Uh, And so they survived the depth charging, and then the Argentinian Air Force was flying over looking for them. Oh, shit. I don't be like, dude, it's all going down, just like it does in all our movies. Is there a book about this? There should be. Um, But they were able to make it back to their base, and they were were flying a Jolly Roger flag, which is just like- The pirate flag? Yeah. Huh. Which is a custom for when you- Sink a boat. Um, seems a little not, rude. No, yeah, no. not a lot of people were like yeah. super thrilled about it. Yeah, it seems a little rude. Yeah. And uh, it was funny. When asked about the situation, Commander Werfield Brown said, the Royal Navy spent 13 years preparing me for such an occasion. It would have been regarded as extremely dreary if I fouled it up. So, what the fuck? Okay, anyways, was there a TV miniseries about this? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Uh, but this boat also worked with American forces and successfully completed a raid, stealing a Soviet sonar array. What? And some gold. Some Nazi gold. It should be. Huh. It should be gold. Uh, the periscope, captain's cabin, and main control panel are actually on display at the Royal Navy Submarine Museum in Gosport. And this is quite cool. This is the only nuclear sub in history to have sunk an enemy ship with torpedoes. Wow. That's cool. You'd think there would be other ones, right? But I guess, mm-hmm. like, it would just set so much stuff off. You yeah. Probably shouldn't uh, do it. But that's it, man. That sub's worldwide. I guess they don't know about our enemy engagement <laughs> that we've had. Yeah. <laughs> Small inland lakes. Fucked up that ship. Nobody knows what's going on there. All, All right, right, Brom, what do you got, man? Do we have any news? We don't have news. Oh, shoot, you're right. Yeah, the Mustard news. Man's on. Sorry, dude. I didn't mean to. No disrespect. You guys think I was actually looking up news? Oh, I didn't know that there was actually a set way that we do this kind of stuff, so that's fine. Oh, I mean, I'm just, I just, this is like the normal, conventional path. Oh, all right. So, uh, <laughs> here's a here's a news story for you. Last year, two submarines might have chased a British sub. Uh, fact. <laughs> oh. So that's uh, reported uh, by National Interest. I don't know if that's a real website or not, but there you go. You know, nowadays, all you got to have is a keyboard and a screen and you can write whatever you want, call it news. Um, so uh, the article really doesn't give us a lot of stuff. It just says it has a lot of firepower uh, with 20 Tomahawk cruise missiles on it. Uh, did they really track down a British sub? No one knows. So good news. Um, some of you might also know that in and around this time, uh, the president is giving his State of the Union uh, address. Um, and from military.com. And I don't know if that's official or not. Uh, a transgender <laughs> Navy submarine officer will accompany a senator, senator to the State of the Union. So there you go. Good for him. 
Um, it looks like Navy Lieutenant Commander Blake Dreamin, who transitioned from female to male while suvering on active duty, uh, was uh, on submarines all the time. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And just so you guys know, there's 15,000 transgender individuals who currently serve in the U.S. military. Thank you for your service. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Kiss from a rose. Yeah, other than that, um, this movie came out on July 22nd, 2002. Also, what happened on July 22nd, 2002 was WWE's Monday Night Raw. And for anyone who was wondering, The Big Show defeated Spike Dudley in a minute and three seconds. Mm. And The Rock defeated Eddie Guerrero in eight minutes and 31 seconds. If you yeah. smell. And uh, Ed Harris beat the uh, everyone, basically. Uh, he was the well, top champ. Uh, he was supposed to be there, uh, oh. but it was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where it was? <laughs> yes. Can you imagine literally fighting someone for eight minutes? I mean, I know it's staged or whatever, but that's yeah. a long time to yeah. be fighting someone. Well, there was a lot of fights going on there. One of them actually ended in a no contest. That was between really? D'Lo Brown and Sean Stasiak. Uh, that one only lasted a minute, 28 seconds. So I don't really know what's going on. I wish I, I tried finding the video. Uh, so we could show all of our listeners how good it was, uh, mm. but kind of find it. So there those you go. Famous, those famous uh, Sean Stesiak, that famous wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I'd never even heard of him before. So <laughs> I remember D'Lo Brown though. That guy was funny. Oh yeah, I remembered everybody else on that list except for that guy. So oh well, oh well. The Rock <laughs> Gold Member Johnson did pretty good. He needs to work on his name, Steve Stesiak, Stesiak, whatever it was. Already closed, out, already closed out of the tap. Don't know. Nah, nah. There you go. Enjoy the news. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. No, that was great. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, I just can't wait for it to to slowly morph into just all always being WWE. I'm, this I'm day, ready This for day that. in history. I'm so <laughs> ready for that. This day in history back in 1993. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. All right. Brom, you ready? I'm ready. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. So, this week we are celebrating our 50th anniversary on the podcast here, the golden anniversary. So, what better way to celebrate than with a top five golden fun facts? Hmm. So, it's about gold? It's about gold. Ooh. I thought you were gonna do like a Golden Girls type. Oh, that would have been good too. Yeah. Well, maybe he does. Hold on, that's not spoiler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, no spoilers. <laughs> I'm not going that direction with it. Number f- all right. Number five. I think you will find these uh, pretty interesting, though. This one uh, a little bit up our alley, and I don't know if this is referring to you know maybe some of Hitler's gold on the seabed, but uh, the world's oceans contain nearly forty billion pounds of gold. Wow, that's a ton. No, that no, is no. way Sorry, more than a, a ton. It's way more than that a is ton. Actually yeah. 20, that is actually 20 that is actually 20 million tons, Kyle. Come on, Kyle, you dumbass. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Depends if you're talking about metric ton or not, all that kind of stuff too. But well, what's that equate into today's um like value, Ben? Uh, uh 30, $36, right? Four shoot oh. four shoot bucks. There we oh, go. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so what's it uh what's it take for us to get our hands on some of that? Actually, they have TV shows on Most this. of that's actually just one shipwreck. No one can get to it, though. 
Oh, because yeah. it's too deep. Yes. Uh, Jamie probably knows more about this. This is not one of my fun fun facts, but it it was in the same vein of uh, gold in the water out there. Apparently, oh the vein. Yes. <laughs> that was unintentional. Uh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, apparently, gold uh, can be formed by uh, water being uh, introduced to an earthquake. That's wait, wait, wait. So, like, if it's just raining, <clears throat> I don't know how it works. I just, I just read that uh, gold can be created from uh, water experiencing an earthquake. What <laughs> website told you that? <laughs> I feel like I've never heard. I don't know what this is. That, that's a weird one. I uh, I choose to believe it. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's I why I yes. didn't include it because I'm like, I, I'm going to need a citation yeah. on that one. So, if you're yeah. experiencing an earthquake, listeners, just throw water on the ground and you'll get And you're going to be rich. Yeah. You can pay for all <laughs> the damage up. to your house. Hard up for rent money? Go out west, man, where those earthquakes are. Number four. Well, don't, Go ahead. don't they use, like, little water and pans and you shake out the, you know, you shake out the water <laughs> right. and there's and, the gold? And they're creating an earthquake, Alex. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> we might be on Come on, guys. Come <laughs> 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 uh, if you are strapped for, for cash and looking for a little gold, there's some gold in your personal computer. In fact, there is more gold that is recoverable from a ton of personal computers than from 17 tons of gold ore. Wow. No way. Guess yeah. you're gonna that get makes a, sense, though. You're going to get a bunch of extra refuse and slag if you uh, smelt down gold ore. But there's a lot of just pure gold in our computers. It's true. It's very true. Uh, so- Gold's very important in science. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> Number three, similar vein, pun intended. Apple recovered 2,204 pounds of gold from broken iPhones in the year 2015. That was worth about $40 million that they got out of their broken 41- iPhones. Cost $41 million to recover them. <laughs> Pro- probably. So. That's a wow. That's a ton. <laughs> That's a ton. <laughs> That's a ton. So much. Number two. Did you guys know? Uh, let's see here. How, how do we want to phrase this? Okay, so in America here, best way to explain you got we you know we got all these different uh, levels of currency. We got coins. We got dollar bills. Everything over in Australia, they have a legal tender one million dollar coin, and it weighs one thousand kilograms. Looks like it's about. Two and a half, three feet in diameter. Holy shit. And is 99.99% pure gold. It is, it is as legal tender, worth $1 million, but the raw gold itself worth $45 million. So this Who is like, has that coin? So this is, the, this is like the Obama coin, right? I, I guess Simil- it would Similar be. idea? I've, I've never seen wait, wait, the Obama but coin. What did you say? It was the UK, this is the UK? This is Australia. Australia. It's Australia. Yeah, so no, no. The Obama coin is the idea that- Occasionally, like, um, because you can't, the president doesn't have the, like, the authority to decide spending and stuff like that, paying off the debt when we hit, like, a ceiling and we have to pay off our debt or whatever, uh, the president doesn't have the authority just to say, like, pay it. Like, Congress has to say, like, we're doing it. And so, when they hold that hostage, they, the the theory is that the president does have the authority to mint money. So that Obama would just mint a giant gold coin and give it to the countries that we owe like money to, so we don't default and like destroy the economy. 
And this was an actual thing, like talked about when they did this the last time. With really, mm-hmm. where, where would we get the gold from? There is no gold. No, he would just mint. I mean, he would just mint the coin or whatever, and it would be like, yeah, I don't know. It's from the minting place where they have minting stuff. I don't know. Zach just, <laughs> just magically get it. Zach just <laughs> like posted, a giant coin uh, in Discord. So don't look at this, Kyle and Jamie, since I think Alex and Zach probably know. Guess what do you what, what do you think is on this Australian one million dollar oh, coin? Damn. You get two guesses. Kangaroo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. It is in fact called the Australian kangaroo. Is the name of the of the currency. So. Well, it makes sense because the big golden coin has an eagle, like golden eagle or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Theirs would be a golden that's kangaroo. True. Do they have it on display anywhere? Is there, like, there's got to be at least one in existence, right? Yes, you can see it. Uh, Zach posted a picture of a gentleman with it. It's about the size of a torso, middle-aged man torso. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. See, and that's exactly what they were talking about with the Obama coin. A giant coin that they would give so we don't default on our... Number one. Here is your coin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't want this. I want money, not some big coin. Take your coin. Number one, though, I found this. Uh... Hey, you've got your coin. <laughs> yeah, it's 6,000 pounds. You guys ready for number one? It's pretty wild. Yeah, I am. Pretty wild. In, two, in 2014, Dubai launched a program that paid its children one gram of gold for every pound they lost and one gram uh, one gram of gold is worth about 45 bucks so oh whoa. holy shit so would was there like a set starting time cuz i would have to gain a lot of weight before that start time <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know how it rolled out but uh <laughs> it's I, like that's the worst part of it is they they set it up and all these kids is just like holy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're so obese yeah. so, so ben was this like kids under 18 you lost a pound and you got that i don't know you have to you have to learn i was just kind of just like the fast facts about gold this is one i really responded to and uh i'm skinny Crazy. as a rail so i wouldn't have uh, been able to have benefited very much from this but yeah, it would that's have been pretty, tough. Uh, have a tough time. That's a pretty good I could get rich, initiative. Man. I like that. 40, okay. 45 yeah. bucks a pound. That is my top five golden fun facts. Kyle, how much? Good job, Ben. How many, how many pounds would you lose if that was a thing in the United States? 50 bucks per pound. How many do you? Jesus go pound? Christ. I want to <laughs> eat for a week. 200 pounds? <laughs> oh, my God. No way. What, you like have Christian to live Bale, dude. I don't have to live through it. What are you like a buck sixty? Yeah, sure. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> a- after two hundred as well. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners are probably getting some weird Idea images of, of what me. You and, are. Yeah, <laughs> like what is this guy? Oh my God, is he morbidly obese? <laughs> Does he just live in that studio? He can't even move out of that podcasting booth and the answer is yes but not because you're so obese you can't get out of it i mean it does seem because like i a, love it it does seem like a pretty fair rate though i mean if you lose 10 pounds that's 500 bucks like that's that's a lot of work <laughs> and effort. oh man i definitely would have to add it to bulk up before that started <laughs> lose it up i was gonna do a product placement you know say oh start slamming blank um, crispy creams very nice good one not a sponsor yet. I wish. Soon. Why wouldn't they sponsor a submarine podcast? It's a good question. All right. This podcast has already gone on for a while, but we've got one more segment, don't we? Yeah, we got at least one more hour of this podcast. So stay tuned, listeners. 
Coming up next, Zach Fax, the top 99. <laughs> just kidding. Whoa, whoa. Just kidding. All right, let's just jump right into this. Um, this special gold edition of Zach Fax. Do, 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 Zach Fax, it's Zach Fax. When you're going down, get some Zach Fax. When you're going down. Every single one of these has something to do with gold. The first one. <laughs> uh, Mike Myers played a lot of people in this movie, but what you didn't know is that he also played Foxy Cleopatra. Oh, oh wow. wow. It's an impressive performance, although um, probably offensive on many levels. No, not back in 2000. What about that movie so. wasn't offensive? <laughs> <laughs> Fact number two. Dr. Evil Submarine is currently on display in South Africa. Wow. Oh, that'd be, that would be great. And it mm -hmm. is great because it's real. Because the fact is real. Yeah. And it's a popular, you know, selfie spot for Instagram. Oh, look it up. that's where all those look are it, coming from. Look huh? it up. Go on Instagram. Listeners, right now, open up Instagram, hashtag Dr. Evil Submarine in South Africa and see what comes up. I mean, look up Blue You'll be waffle. surprised. <laughs> uh, here's another fact for you Tom Cruise was under the impression that he was really filming an entire movie and he still is thinking that <laughs> still going on yeah post production so SeaWorld was very nice and they donated the sharks with laser beams on their heads however upon Attempting to return these sharks, the studio forgot to add water to the tanks, and they all died. Oh, that's what that's, uh, that's what Blackfish was about, right? I think so. Yeah, that was the story of the studio trying to return the sharks with laser beams to SeaWorld, and they all died. And they decayed, and yep. they turned into black, rotting husks. <laughs> with laser beams. <laughs> with laser beams. <laughs> yes. The last fact is it took Fred Savage four months to grow his mole. And there it is. Wow. <laughs> four months to grow a mole. Very nice. It actually reminded me, the first fact that you're talking about, we're talking about how like offensive it would be and stuff like that, reminded me of, uh, anyone ever seen Norbit? The Eddie Murphy film Norbit? No. 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 Wow. So he, he plays a lot of characters in his, his films as well, including in that one, an elderly Asian man. He just like in makeup, like as an elderly Asian man, and it's probably the most offensive thing <laughs> that's ever been created. <laughs> it is bad. So I have a feeling I would laugh at it. This don't, is Eddie Murphy, man. Don't say that into a microphone. Does that have a uh, submarine on it that we could watch? <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Jamie's just trying to cover up. There's probably totally a sub. It's it's really bad. It's almost like Strange Wilderness. It's almost as bad as Strange Wilderness. God, that movie's so funny. There you go. <laughs> God. What? Is that it? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Dead silence. <laughs> All right. I'm hitting stop. And <laughs> there it is. That's either, that's either going to end on a lame, like, smash cut, or it's going to end with us being like, uh, is that it? Yeah. Smash cut. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, 
Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.